So what does racism mean to you? Uh, everything our current president is doing right now. That's what it like means. Like literally everything he's doing. I don't think there is a non-racist bone cell drop bone of cell. semen in his body. A non-racist drop of semen. Yeah, non-racist. Do you drop think of that semen. racism is hereditary? Do you think that you can? I don't think it's hereditary. I don't think it's hereditary. I think it's it's certainly it's learned. Um, it's learned, but it's also. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you, you have, but however, he also has racist semen. Yeah, when he when you have racist semen, you know, it, does, it doesn't it doesn't help. Let's put it that way. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's it's a strike against you, basically. <laughs> that's yeah. You're you're going up to the plate with two strikes at, against you already, yeah, that's and true. then you know this is the dumbest fucking thing about all this. This is not soccer. This is the worst cold open. It's not even vaguely soccer related, but like the worst thing about this is is that and everyone can just gaslight you into the same fucking discussion every time is all anybody wants to talk about is the definition now it's like well it's yeah. not technically racism because or, this and that and or it's is it really technically nativist kind of, it's, it's, and it's kind of xenophobic, xenophobic which is yeah, like you know which really if you think <laughs> about it and then we end up having a conversation about whether we just articulated ourselves correctly not hey this is obviously wrong i don't care if you're calling it Making it a hot fudge Sunday, <laughs> call it what you got to call it. Yeah, but let's drag this guy out in the you're street. Pooping on my, if you're pooping on my ice cream, that's not a hot fudge Sunday. Right, call it whatever yeah. you want. You can yeah. call it a caramel crunch Sunday if yeah. you want to. But Just probably stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty God much. Damn, I hate this country. index nobody knows how the fuck that works okay but this is absolutely foolproof okay what is <laughs> how much people are saying fuck you to us here this, at the they bar. really want to get they want to get into you want to get on the fucking podcast come down here and talk <laughs> into the fucking microphone this is the new economic <laughs> indicator all right okay you ask all the consumers how much would it cost for you to have sex with Kellyanne conway and you average out the price that they give you and that is the new metric for determining the strength of the economy. The higher that index goes, the more desperate people, or I'm sorry, the more secure they are because they're like, ah, you know, $10 yeah. million. Dollars. Like, but if it's like $100, that's okay. when you know, you're like, oh, that's, shit, that's things a, are tough. They need 100 bucks. They're desperate. That's an, that's an interesting economic Kelly indicator. Conway, the Conway indicator. <laughs> the Conway indicator? Yeah. All right. So, what, I, so for you, this is our new economic. Indicator. I don't. How how much was I'm gonna have to pay you to have sex with Kellyanne? Conway? I don't think there's a number. There's not that a you number. You can pay me right now to have sex with Kellyanne Conway. So the, the economy is strong, <laughs> is what you're saying. In my personal abode, I guess yes. I guess yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, I haven't actually seen the daycare bills yet. So then, you know, maybe that uh, that might uh, little that might change confidence in the indicator. <laughs> yeah, fairly quickly. You know, the for things me, that are happening. So. Yeah, for me, it'd be it'd be at least a thousand dollars. 
Like, how often do you have sex? Have to have sex with her? Oh, just just like once. One time. And just and once. You, you, but, but it's, it's, like, it's full sex. It's, like it's not like a make out in the back of but a like one But it's like a one-time payment, right? It's like, can you do this like multiple times? Like, hey, like if I'm, you know, I'm no, saying, it's like, a one-time. No, because then you get inflation. Sure. You don't want to. You don't want to inflate it by constantly having sex with Killian Conway. It's a. It's a one-time infusion of cash, and you can only tap into it once. I mean, and either, literally tap into it once. And neither of us are gonna like this. Like, no, no, no. I, t- I mean, there's probably a few perverts out there, but they get thrown in with the average, you know, <laughs> and, it, sure. and it all balances out. There are some people who like, cannot pay okay. money. Like, you know, yeah, I don't know why they have a southern my, accent. But. My number's way more than $1,000. But Yeah, it, it's it's got to be almost $1,000 for me. <laughs> bare, yes, that is not even the bare minimum. That is, yeah. I wouldn't even let Kelly and Conway jerk me off for $1,000. Let's put really? it that way. It's like the Crypt Keeper's bony, <laughs> veiny hands reaching from underneath a fucking shroud. <laughs> Oh. Anyways, all right, we got some soccer to talk about. Yeah, we haven't. T- we've only talked politics so far. We haven't talked about soccer. But before we talk about soccer, we should beg people for money oh, so that we don't have so that we can drive <laughs> that indicator up. Yes, please, uh, please help us drive the indicator up. Yeah. Um, if you are not already of a uh, Patreon, um, uh, what are you doing? Why are you listening to this goddamn podcast? Um, well, we got five listeners. Left. Yeah. Most so, of them be. so uh, good news for the Patreon. We uh, hopefully we're gonna have the next uh, in our watch party series up. Sometime soon this week. This week is that your plan? This week, the next one's going to be up, okay. and then we're recording. Yeah, we're re- a subsequent. We're recording one. two more uh, Patreon podcasts. We're recording a uh, Bend It Like Beckham for the watch party, and then uh, Martin and I <laughs> go into every every year that we've done been doing this po- stupid fucking podcast. Yep. We do a Premier League preview, which ends up being like two and a half fucking hours. Where it's we're almost like, as long as our MLS. Yeah, we're we're like we're like oh yeah, we're gonna do it in like sixty minutes, and you know five minutes on each team. That's it. That's all we're gonna do, never, and, and it ends up being uh, it ends up being. Basically, a, a two and a half hour uh, podcast. So we're gonna record that in the next a couple weeks as well. Get that out to you before uh, Premier League season starts. So if you want to catch that, if you want to catch that Premier League uh, preview podcast, if you want to get in on the, all those watch party podcasts, we've got three already out, and three this will out. be a fourth, and we're gonna re- one in the can. Record the coming. fifth. Yep. Um, Dave's I know or Patreon.com backslash Dave's I know help support the Dave's that you know. So please do that. Again, patreon.com backslash the Dave's I know. Any any little bit helps. We actually just had a new uh, a new subscriber today or yesterday. They pledged five bucks a month and they immediately changed it to three dollars a month. I don't know why. <laughs> but no. I got like an email and then like I got an email like literally like a minute later, like they had changed it to three bucks a month. So I clearly made a mistake. <laughs> I love that I love that they found something that they liked enough to back it off, but yeah. not that they disliked enough to not give us money. Yes, so. but yeah, they're like, yeah, not not five slightly like, not five dollars a month, three dollars a month. So yeah, all the all the little bits help. Uh, we suggest uh, if you've got feedback for us, yeah. tell us what it'll take to get those three dollars up to five. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, what get will it, it take? Get it up to four twenty. Get it up to uh, six sixty nine or six six six. We like all those fun those fun numbers. So, anyways, that's uh. So yeah, that's patreon.com backslash the Daves I know. It helps support the Daves that you know. Let's talk about. So I want to talk about very briefly New Mexico United. We uh yeah, yeah we uh, uh wiped the floor with them last week, and then um we'll talk about FC Dallas. We'll very briefly preview Aston Villa because I have never not looked at Aston Villa's roster yet, so I have no fucking idea about Aston Villa. Sure. And uh, preview the. Uh, uh, RSL game on on Saturday Saturday night, so that's kind of our agenda for today. That's how we do it. All right, uh, New Mexico United. What do you have to say? What do I have to say? Well, um, first of all, I'm I'm glad that they scored first uh, because it gave their fans and they had a ton of traveling support over there in the corner. Um, it gave them that Hope. moment where it was <laughs> they're elated. The cheering has no. Um, 
there's no uh, re- reservation about it because they're just like it's gonna happen. We're gonna fucking do it again, and they deserve that feeling. Now I'm glad that we ended up whooping their ass, <laughs> but I'm glad that they got to have that feeling. Sure, because it's there's no feeling like it. Yeah. Um. But ultimately, hell, you got a first half uh, Hattie by Angelo. At least somebody threw their hat onto the field. I saw. Um. Do we have a do we have a a, a little bit of a striker controversy here? We might. Um, we might actually have to argue a toy right now, though. Yeah. Um, I, so we've sat, uh, opposite the Wonderwall for the New Mexico game, me and, uh, me and Anna. <clears throat> and, uh, we actually were sitting like literally our seats were like literally right next to the uh, New Mexico United fans. And perfect. they were, uh, they basically took over the black heart before the, before the match. There was literally like 150 to 200 of them in the bar here. Good. Um, it was fucking fantastic. They Wouldn't were that all, be, isn't that capacity? Like, <coughs> yeah. Capacity is about, I think 300, but oh, okay. yeah. So they like, it was pretty packed in here on that Wednesday and you know, it's a Wednesday night. So it's like, of course everybody's like, what the fuck's going on? Right. Um, so it was, like they were all they were all super fucking friendly, Good. just really nice people. Like I I was like I might have been the first dark cloud that came into the bar. I came in probably around three thirty or so on uh, Wednesday. I might have been the first one that was here. Um, uh, and literally as, as I'm walking in, people are like, "Oh, hey, thanks. What's your name? Thanks for letting us take over your bar. It's really nice to meet you." I'm just <laughs> like, "Oh God, no, guys, you are." So nice for you to be yeah. here. So I kind of agree with you. And then, yeah, they were like I said, we were sitting, we sat on the, on the north end um, by the you know by the brew hall, and we were literally like one section over from the from them. And they were loud. I mean, to, to their credit, like you know, give them a shit ton of credit. This is a first year club mm-hmm. making a run in the Open Cup. Um, yeah, great, great fan base. Great They're fan base. Over yeah. ten thousand a game. Literally, one hundred eighty of them flew up from New Mexico the yeah. day before Charter the day flight, of the game. Yeah. And then there was like another fifty or so that like. Like either drove up to Denver and then flew from Denver, or like drove up all the way from fucking Albuquerque. That's, That's a long fucking drive, man. That's awesome. That's a, even driving up from Albuquerque to Denver and then catching getting on a plane in the morning is like really fucking. That's intense. And you know we used to be that team, mm-hmm. so it's really fun to see another team just get really into it. And you know ultimately, like I'm glad we won. I would have been probably totally fine if we had lost that game and like they had gone on yeah. to the semifinals. But you, yeah, you 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 couldn't have a better rooting interest if exactly. we're going to lose. Yeah. And you know, silver lining it allows us to focus on uh, uh, more important yeah. con- uh, uh, championships it, we want to win. But. Yeah, and I managed to trade for all three of the all three of their scarves. They have three, and they're they're all summer scarves, right? They don't obviously make like the wool scarves because right, right. it's fucking because Albuquerque, it's Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. But yeah, but I, was, I managed to trade for all three of the all three of the scarves. So. I have like three different New Mexico scarves now, so I'm really looking forward to get down to Albuquerque and Santa Fe and watching a match and going checking out the yeah. Meow Wolf and all that fun stuff. So if you if you give me ten thousand dollars, I could not spell Albuquerque correct on the first try. <laughs> sure, probably no not. amount of money you could give me and I, where I would nail that. Yeah, that makes sense. It's that's it's my, it's a hard that's word my spell. critical analysis. Yeah, it's hard word spell. Anyways, yeah, the you're right. Um, scoring that scoring the first goal like obviously like made everybody a little bit nervous, but then of course Minnesota like countered within three minutes right um yeah dq had an amazing game and he did yeah it's easy to look at uh, angelo rodriguez but um quintero is at a resurgence lately we'll talk mm-hmm. about that more even outside of the context of this game but he was he was dishing them yeah it was and so so yeah so that was just a generally a great day and then a bunch of the people came back over to the black card and there was a drag show as there always is on wednesdays after games and it was just Were they generally <laughs> amenable to that, or yeah. was it like, "Hey, we like soccer, but we don't like, uh, you know, we don't." <laughs> no, like everybody was like boys. super, like super down. It okay. was anybody, who, everybody who came back, and then um, the Dark Clouds, or sorry, the Wonderwall um, Partnership Committee, which encompasses Dark Clouds and Red Loons and T and E and Dark Literati. Um, we managed to secure about 13 cases of Minnesota beer 
that I delivered to the hotel like before they like like I think they landed at like 11:30. I think I dropped the beer off around 11:30. So like when they got to the hotel, there was like 13 cases of beer, like Minnesota beer waiting for them in various like, you know, uh, 12 ounce cans, 60 down like, like yeah, tall boys and then and then uh, crawlers on, yeah. or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was and then yes, yeah, so we got lots of people who were like who were. Uh, you know, tweeting about it and, and said, Hey, who brought the beer? And someone, someone like would yell across the bar, David brought the beer. And people come up and I was like, I didn't, yeah. it wasn't just me. I like there was yeah. other people, but like I was the one who dropped it off. No, so I yeah, physically lifted I physically, it. Yeah. 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 I lifted the beer so. and onto a cart by the intercontinental hotel. But, yeah. um, but yeah, it was a, so it was great. Like, which is really awesome experience. Reminds me of the, that old cosmos tale, uh, where the, uh, the opponent was, uh, trying to get a leg up over the next game. And happened to send a uh, limo by the Cosmos uh, Hotel where they were staying with a couple of Giorgio Canalia's weaknesses, a bottle of Chivas in the uh, back, and a couple of ladies. And uh, <laughs> wouldn't you know it, he took the bait and uh, did not play so well the next day. <laughs> he, uh, he might have enjoyed himself a little too much in the evening. So yeah, I think that's what you're trying to do. You're really well, trying to, to get them hung over so their fandom would not. Well, we were know. trying to get their fans just really drunk before the game because they showed up like the day of the game. So it was just right. getting them really drunk before the game. Yeah, so of course. That they were, so you know, reduce their performance exactly, so that the f- their team was not lifted. Yes, by, by the, yeah. But yeah, but they they uh, you know what they they fucking brought it. They were loud as shit, <laughs> almost all game, like yeah. until the very end. Uh, and then there was like a really shitty. Uh, uh, we can't hear you from over over there. Chant oh, from the Wonder Wall, which sucked. Bullshit. Yeah, it was, it was really of all the people you're gonna. Do it was that terrible. To. Yeah, I mean, it's one if thing the if it's Sounders like, come. Well, when when, when when Timbers bring 170 people on August oh, yeah. 4th and we're beating the shit out of them on August 4th, then yeah, you can sing that chant. Yeah, don't sing that to to a USL team. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Playing some in your that, stadium. You know, yeah, some of that when they brought fucking 200 people. You know. Yeah. I you know there's no there's no real finger to point there's it, 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 all it takes is a couple of douchebags and it just spreads and no one really thinks about I what they're I doing. I have, a, I have an idea of where to point the finger, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. Anyways, right, I'm gonna delete this podcast now. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, so that so anything else about New Mexico? I mean, other than just it was a we were, so we're in the semifinals. Man, yeah, I can, I can hardly believe we're it. two wins this away from from a, uh, a maybe a match I'm in Jamaica lifted. in February. God, that would be I, fucking awesome. Can you imagine us in the Champions League? It's so funny that we've been in MLS for three years now. This is how it's done. This has been the goal. This is how. Yeah. It, but we're still just like, wow, us. Yeah. You know, it still feels like we're NASL. I'm just really looking forward to like a uh, an, uh, a way trip to like Mexico or Costa Rica or oh, Jamaica right, yeah. in February. That's even gonna be I, fun. I, and then them and then them coming back here uh, in February. Our living asses. <laughs> well, but yeah, but it, but it being like negative twenty degrees, like it was in February this We'd year. Still lose. <laughs> well, it doesn't but matter. It but, would still be amazing. But listen, man, I'm gonna get to go. I hopefully theoretically might be able to get to go to Costa Rica or Jamaica. Can, <laughs> so can, can you imagine a back to back week of we go down there? It's 95 degrees, humid as fuck. The the parrots are sweating onto you as they fly over or whatever the fuck. I don't know the I don't know the area very well. Yeah. And then and then like one week later they're up here and it's like negative 20. It's like you know the snowing. The, the geese are freezing to death yeah. overhead and falling. It's like how is it negative 20 and also snowing? But it's doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically liquid oh, nitrogen I, at that point. That would be such I an amazing week. I live for that shit, man. That they would be up, fucking amazing. Yeah, deal with it. Live for it. So these these scarves are functional. <laughs> yes, <laughs> these were invented for a reason. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So that's New Mexico. Uh, so we yeah we have we drew uh, hosting 
writes against uh, Portland on August 7th, so they actually right, will be in town Merritt that Sunday. Merritt the old fucking deal about oh, it. Oh, lo- yeah, he lost his shit about it. He's like, oh, it's it's oh, wait, this is this system is broke because he lost a literally random draw. Yeah. He's like, the system is broken. Any system that wouldn't have resulted in him getting the fucking thing he wanted yeah. is a broken system. It's broken, yeah. Okay. We don't have to talk about that. But, uh, yeah, so they actually will be – Portland is in town on August 4th on the Sunday. Cool. Um, they're more than likely probably going to stay in town and uh, – they're, I think they're bringing about 170 folks up for that uh, game on the 4th. I'm not sure how many are going to stick around. Uh, I would imagine a few probably will just like extend their stay and hang out in St. Paul, uh, Minneapolis, for a few days. And then we'll host them again on Wednesday, August 7th. Well, the winner of that is actually going to – depends on – well, Portland can host the final. <laughs> That's the funny part. Um, we can host the final if, we, if Orlando City beats Atlanta and they are hosting Atlanta. If Atlanta wins, then we go down to Atlanta for the final, I think, in September. I think it's the – Right around the same time in September. We have won so. down there. Yeah. Of course, I'd love to host it. But we've won, we've down, won it, we've, down there. We've won in both Atlanta and Orlando, and I would love to go to Atlanta and beat Atlanta in Atlanta for the Open Cup. That'd be fucking awesome. That, but not, I mean, as, I'd not as good as I'd much rather host, it at home. Though. Yeah, I'd much rather host it at home and, and watch. Yeah, but you never know. Well, plus, <clears> plus, I mean, just from a simple, like, uh, I'm, am I going to win the game standpoint? Sure. Love to see Orlando make a trip up here. Yeah, for sure. Other than us going to Atlanta, but whatever. For sure, for sure, for sure. All right, let's talk about FC Dallas. So we had that really fun game against New Mexico. New Mexico, who had just beaten FC Dallas the, the, the round before. Yeah. Um, and then we played FC Dallas on Saturday. This was that always was a be, game. It, it always felt like it was going to be a tough one because um, FC Dallas hasn't quite hit their summer swoon. Um, they're at least coming into the game they were fifth you know it, it, it yeah, was like one point behind us basically yeah yeah so, it, so. It, it, it shouldn't have been easy i don't care if we're home i don't care what else is going on it shouldn't have been easy and it wasn't no but it was sometimes the ability to pull victory out of the jaws of defeat is the difference between the haves and the have-nots really you know especially in a league with a lot of parity like mls yeah i mean <clears throat> this is a you know potential three points for Hosting a playoff game versus Absolutely, not hosting yeah. a playoff game, and yeah. Minnesota six, has six point game as they say. And Minnesota has a, a particularly tough run in um, after after this month of uh, month of July into the like, beginning of August. Yeah. Like they play, I mean they play LAFC twice, they play Portland uh, three times, uh, twice at home, once away. Um, you always you always end up winning or losing that game on the last day or the second to last day, and everybody looks back and says that's where we fucked it up, you know. And you don't think about the three points or the two points that you lost earlier in the season because just some rando shit, you know. Yeah. This is the kind of one that we don't have to say those tough things at the end of the season because we pulled it out of here. Yeah, I mean we talk we'll talk about that, you know, if if we you know don't make the playoffs for some reason or are not hosting game, we'll talk about that Philadelphia game that we lost at home. Good example, yeah. Talk about the Toronto FC game that we lost that we should have won. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a game that will would be the opposite. Basically like, hey, yeah. you know, we pulled that game out of our asses at the very last minute. Yeah, it didn't have to um, go that way. So, what was your best moment of the game? Best moment of the game, um I'm trying I mean, to pick, avoid you can pick one of two. Goal. Pick uh, one of two. I'm trying to avoid saying either of the obvious two moments. I'm trying okay. to think of some, something Don't a little bit Don't overthink better. it, man. Don't overthink Don't it. Don't overthink so, it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it to uh, – I'll give it to the toy goal. If, I, if I'm not overthinking it, it's got to be the Mason toy goal. A, because it was Mason toy. And yeah. I kind of love those goals. I don't mind the Wando goals where you just, like, pounce on it wherever it fell. And, it, like, that's how you get the job done sometimes. Yeah. Um, but that's it. You know, Greg Goose took a great shot that made that Jesse Gonzalez make his play. Yeah. It, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in. I, I'm, okay. I agree with you on the toy goal. It's the best moment of the game. And mostly because of that, you know, Grey Goose stepped up, yeah. took a great shot. Like we've talked about him in the last touch. couple last couple of weeks, um, that he's playing. Play, he's playing some. Of, he's playing the best that he's played in a For Minnesota us, United yeah. uniform. So mm-hmm. um, he had a, he had a great touch on it when yeah. it came into him. 
and he had the bravery to drive it in and forced find Jesse yeah. Gonzalez to make a save, yep. and Toy just pounced right. And, and it came from the center of the park, and and that's what you, if you can get those rebounds there, you're gonna have better luck cleaning up. But when you're just running it down the flanks, that's another thing. It was a buildup up the center. Yep. I've always been saying, we, we, let's you, work it you've to been, the You specifically have box. been talking about it for yeah. a long time. So. Let's not cross it into the box necessarily. Let's actually center it and do some work in the 14. And that's what happened here. In this case, he didn't score. He, he ended up getting a rebound. But that's the kind of stuff we, that, that can happen when you get in a dangerous place. I almost have a lot more uh, uh, respect for Grey Goose in that instance than I do for Toy. Toy had a gr did a great job taking care of business. So, so to I yes. And I will say Toy... Um, if you rewatch that goal, and I was actually I've rewatched it like three times in the last uh, like five hours, I think, because I, I game was on TV uh, like when I was at home, and then it was on TV at um, the bar I was at where I was doing a conference call, and it was like literally on again after at another another bar. Right. It was weird, um, but he he could have tried to uh, strike that with his right foot, like side foot it. Um, he didn't. He actually rounded the ball with his left foot and put right. it in. Um, that's that's. That that's is some maturity, mature, like mature shit. That's yeah. yeah that's someone who is, uh, you know, who's thinking about it and, and not even it, he's not thinking about it. That's kind of the whole fucking mm -hmm. point, right? Is that he's not thinking about it. He's, he just realizes like, Hey, if I just take this ball, if I take one extra step and I'm going to be able to put this ball. And if I try and side foot it, goal, you know, the goalkeeper right. might've made have a save on it. On Jesse it. Gonzalez yeah. might've made a save on it because he went to got enough power on it, but he got enough power mm -hmm. on it that Gonzalez had no, had no chance to make a save on it. Right. So and we saw that, that decisiveness too. Uh, the game before the MLS game before when he had his, um, two goal game, yeah. um, because both of those were lofted balls that came down. He needed to, uh, finesse them to come down at his feet and then execute a really quick shot. Sure. He did not have yep. time to dribble it around and stuff. He did it decisively, and he, he executed perfectly. This is another example. Yep. And decisiveness and executing when you have to be decisive is a sign of not only maturity but of confidence. Dude has every reason to be confident right now. He's tearing it up. Yeah, 100%. Um, what was your worst moment of the game? Um, I have to – can I say the 25 minutes uh, in the right smack dab in the middle of the second half? We we lost control of it at that point. Um, we were allowing them a lot of moves up there and a lot of, like, sort of butthole-clenched, white-knuckled <laughs> moments there because they were, they were getting action at the top of the box. Uh, yeah. If Dallas would have been a little bit more decisive with their shots – And been um, able to finish. And, and been able to finish, then it would have been a really different story. So, so yeah. Dallas – should not feel great about what happened in the final moments. I've talked about this before, how it's a game. It's, it, it's only worth analyzing the broad strokes because it all comes down to individual instances where it just goes your way or it doesn't go your way. And sure. it, you know, it, the, the big question is how do you, how often do you give yourself those moments? Right. Yeah. Dallas gave themselves those moments. Any other day, they probably walk away with some points. Sure. Um, yeah. and they didn't, <clears throat> but we, we really could not hold on to possession for a long time there. So I was surprised we ended up walking away. I, I, I was hoping we could walk away with the point, yeah. but I really, Felt the goal coming there for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna say the the giving up of the PK, like just the the, the whole and not and not even actually the actual like foul from Manone. It's just the the entire sequence that, that preceded it. Yeah, is um is just was just Chase Gasper has been he's been doing fairly admirably, but there's been several times in the last couple of games where he's just gotten turned. I mean that yep. the the first goal against um, Montreal, um, yep, Gasper gives up just that long ball, and and this game this uh, this particular instance like he just he misplays the ball, um, putting Monona in a position where he has to go out, and is that is it a penalty probably by the letter of the law? Um, right. Brian Reynolds sold it really really fucking well. Like did Monona probably like catch his leg a little bit? Yeah, well, but Manone, he, Manone only got the player. Did he? Did he end up getting the ball? He no no before. Yeah. 
No, Manone, Manone just got the player, but he like he just he barely he got like the shin of Brian Reynolds. And right, right. did Brian Reynolds sell the shit out of that? Yes, Brian Reynolds sold the shit out of, of it. So, of it, yeah. so by by letter of the law, probably a goal, probably a penalty kick. Yeah. Um, but well, it's uh, a VAR, so yeah, goddamn better will be. Yeah. So, but uh, like like for me, the, and that transitions right into the what the fuck sure. for me because that was the what the fuck. It was yeah. that buildup. I don't fault Manone at all in that instance. No. Because uh, he, he came up and did what he needed to do. He was going to rush the ball. He was going to get in the way. He was going to close down the angle. Chase Gasper, not only did he so, – so he gets the ball kind of overhead, and he can do any one of 50 things with it. He can kick it over the damn goal and just concede a corner. He can kick it any direction but boot the hell out of it. And he ends up playing this really weak ball. Like I think he – I don't know if he has half a mind to do a back pass and half of a mind to clear it. Yeah. And he ended up just – he could have even done that weak ass shit in the other direction and it would have been fine, <laughs> but he, instead he did it right into the path of the runner behind him. Into the so box. He couldn't yeah. have done a worse thing of yeah. all the things he could have done yeah. other than, I guess, take a shot on his own neck. It was like, it he was couldn't like, have done a worse yeah, thing. Yeah, it was like the box all, uh, like, not heading the ball or, or, you know, not kicking it out and tried to head it down. Right, right. Against Toronto. And the, um, but, but, then, but then not only that, he half commits to cleaning up his mistake too. He doesn't get in there and move it. Instead, he kind of gets in Manone's way and makes Manone have to do a really difficult thing, which yeah. is to f- get the ball and yep. not get either of two players because now he's got him in the way. Like he just did all the stuff wrong. Yeah. I don't think he yank him for that. He's been good, and we've had a fullback. I, I'd put Metanier in before him. <laughs> that's that's not the point. But I don't well, think yeah. he just <clears throat> yank him for that. He's he's we'll done talk great. About that he's yeah. done great. Awesome. But that moment was a serious rookie yeah. moment that should have. Cost us the game. I'm, I'm just gonna say my most what the fuck moment of the game is what happened directly after that was the PK save because I, we're just we're standing in the Wonderball section and just and I don't like <clears throat> I've said this, this was at the end opposite the Wonderball right <laughs> yeah this is the opposite end of where the where the the save happened um and and I, I put it I put it as my most what the fuck moment just because I reading the quotes from Monone afterwards like it was a month most what the fuck moment in like how in the fuck did he actually make a, a PK save mm-hmm. um and then you hear like the, his comments afterwards. The I don't think so. I've said this several times now throughout this year. Like, oh, Wonderwall. That's like that is the loudest I've, I've felt the stadium be. After he made that save, that is the loudest. Yeah, I've heard that stadium. It was fucking bonkers. It that's was so cool. it was so goddamn loud. You you couldn't even hear yourself think. Honestly, <laughs> like if you were in that stadium, and you were trying to like have like a internal like dialogue with yourself. Good good fucking luck because yeah. that wasn't gonna happen. Um, and then you hear afterwards. Um, Adrian was like, "Yeah, we were trying to tell him to go to go to his left, like we were like yelling at him to go to his left, and like uh, like that." Manone was like, "Yeah, I you know studied him, I watched him, and he did something in his run up that you know he's taking longer, and and by the time, and this is why I keep talking <clears throat> about Manone as a better keeper than Bobby is that mm-hmm. his reaction saves. Um, he saw something in the run up, and then he said, "Yeah, by the time he got to nearer to nearer to the ball." I didn't think he could open up to put it to Manone's left, the yeah, right, the right that's corner. That's kind of algorithm that is just elite. It's, that's bonk. It, that's yeah. bonker shit. And and you know, as someone who uh, has played goal, as has played goalie, like I understand that. Like I get that. Like mm-hmm. I understand that. I don't have that. Like I don't have that functionality to do all that to do computation like, yeah. and then act on it that yeah. quickly. <clears throat> you know, as someone who I played baseball um, and like through high school or whatever, like. You, you eventually you figure out how to like pick up like a curveball, but like mm-hmm. doesn't mean you Just can the, always the hit position of the hand and yeah, or the like angle you, you, of the. You release can sometimes you sometimes you can you can like see the seams, but you can't. Doesn't mean you can always hit it. Like you can see that, but right, right. not necessarily like make the mm-hmm. save or hit the ball or whatever. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So, 
the fact that he made that fucking save, that he that he went against what the team was trying was like trying to yell to him Just to do ignored direction, ignored direction staff, yeah. Which and I don't know if you've ever gone against the grain on your with your boss on something like at, at your workplace or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's basically what he's doing there. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so the, the PK save. One, one of the other reasons that that was such a cool moment is is because I don't get this feeling often, and maybe I should get it more often because you think about penalty saves, it feels like it never happens. But in tr- it's like you know, it's a twenty percent thing. It's about 80-20. 20% yeah, of the time you stop. I mean, it. yeah, probably 85% con- of the right. time they, they, they score, but yeah. Right, <clears throat> so so it doesn't happen common. But so so it's, you should never have this feeling. But I felt certain he was going to save it. I know that sounds like a stupid thing to say now yeah. after it happened, but I was watching I was watching the body language. He was, before the PK happened, please go back and watch the replay. Yeah. He was psyched up already. Yeah. And, and sometimes you try to like do the little bouncy thing. You're trying to get yourself in. No, he was already looked like he had already stopped it and was like, yeah. And, and like Darwin was over there. I think it was Darwin who was up there like uh, giving him encouragement, patting him on the back and stuff like that. They were psyched up like he had already just saved yeah. it. I've never seen such confidence going into that. It felt like a foregone conclusion that he would save it. Yeah. And it fucking happened. I know, again, that sounds lame saying it after the fact, but watch the body language before. Please watch the replay. No, 100%. Watch the body language. And then, be like, oh, God, he's and right. Can he, we just talk about, like, the uh, the Miguel Ibarra, like, one-man hold-up play to, like, run the clock out afterwards? Right, right. Which was great. The like, last guy on <laughs> earth that you need doing that? Yeah. But, but yeah, it was, Miguel. It, was, it was fucking fantastic, so... Uh, all right, so that brings us to our next Freddy do for the star of the game. Uh, I'm I, I give it to Vito. I mean, I know Toy scored the goal. Yeah. Gregus had a really, had a pretty decent game, but man, you make a save like that, fuck. Like, and and let's, let's be fair. Like, he had made a, made a bunch of other too. saves yeah. throughout the game that kept them in the game. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Vito. I I'm gonna surprise you here. There's probably three players you give it to that would be obvious, and I'm gonna pick sure. none of them. Okay. I'm gonna give it to Darwin Quintero, mm. and here's the reason: because Dar and it, it, they didn't even have a great offensive game, obviously. But I think if Darwin does in the future what he did in this game, he's gonna continue to be on the hot streak that he did. This was one of those games where he tried to put the game on his back. He was making runs with the ball at his feet, taking guys on one on one. He was doing clever stuff with it. You saw him getting back on defense. There's one moment, it must have been about the seventy fifth minute, but he tracked so far back on defense, he was shielding the ball in his own defensive corner, trying to keep them from getting it in the attacking third. And he's doing footwork and stuff down there. That's not always the safest thing to do, but he wanted it. Sure. And he was making the runs. And I know that that's an obtuse reason to give it to him, but if he does that and it plays with that intensity every game, he's going to do the kinds of stuff he did last year. And I, I loved it every time he touched the ball, pretty much. It's funny because DQ is my shittiest player of the game. Sh- <laughs> <clears throat> Because no, he man, was, I was excited. Because he was expect he was doing exactly that. He I think so I give it to him mostly because he was so he's been fantastic. Like, don't get me wrong, like he's been fantastic the last six, seven games that he's been playing in. Um I think he was just he was trying way too trying fucking to hard. Trying to do too much. Trying to do too much and doing some of the things like you're saying. Um making that's runs not, when he could see the That's pass not his job. Like his job is to be a facilitator, to create shit, to like like wreck havoc on uh on opposing teams. His job is not to like defend in the final third. 
increasingly. And, and, I'm sorry if I'm cutting it. Go ahead. No, no, no. But so that's. I mean, that's generally why I would give it to him. In, in, increasingly, I'm seeing Gray Goosh as the guy who needs to do that. Who needs to, as a number eight, push higher sure. than maybe you otherwise would see a number eight doing. And then, um, as Darwin is that second striker, I've been saying that forever. He needs to be a second striker, not a creator, because sure. that's not what he does well. Yeah. So I like seeing him do what he did this time. We can argue about whether he was following directions or whether, in the absence of Gray Goosh doing the facilitation, sure, sure, sure. If if that leaves a gap, we can talk about that. But I think this is what Darwin does best, and he should be out there doing it. And, and I say this, I say, I say, I say, I give it to DQ just because, like, it was probably like there wasn't a typically like super bad performance in this game I don't think like I think he right, had the, probably the worst performance yeah. of Ga the people Gasper in the game Gasper was really trying to reach Gasper <laughs> yeah possibly you could you could you could talk to talk me into Chase Gasper but um, I don't know who do you have for the sh uh, shittiest player of the game Chase Gasper has this eyes to die quality about him where he, he could be 20 years old or he could be 45 years old and I can't tell he does yeah he, he looks like the silhouette of a player on FIFA like like he's he's if you saw a person one time and then had to draw a human being from memory, he's the most generic-looking white guy I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. All right. <clears throat> so uh, that was the FC Dallas game. So other United news. Uh, so Robin uh, Lode or Loud? We're not 100% sure. Lod. What if Lod was one of us? Well... I mean, if that's the case, Neil before Lod should be a two uh, should be a two pole banner like fucking tomorrow. Um, <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I've I heard I've heard I've heard different. I've heard load. I've heard lot. I've heard. Yeah. I don't. I'm saying I, lot because yeah. it it has this uh, like Anglo-Saxon thump to it, you know, <laughs> that I like better than. Load. Yeah. There's so many great puns either way, so yeah, yeah. you know that doesn't matter. Um, lot in heaven. Yeah. So apparently he signed his contract today. We, this is the guy I was referring to uh, in the podcast last week. I didn't want to we say his name. We had the inside info. Yeah. I, yeah, I could have said his name last fucking week. And then, like, literally, Grader drops it, like, <laughs> four hours before it's I get bullshit. the, four hours before I get the, the fucking rules. podcast posted. We're following the rules. Yeah. We get the news. We're researching the guy. Yeah. And we're just like, nah, I can't blow their shit up. Yeah. And then Greeter's like, nah, I got the yeah. scoop. I should have well, fucking, fuck you, yeah, Greeter. I should have fucking said that name. <laughs> we should try and get him on the podcast. I think he'd be fun. Greeter? He's, yeah, he's a fun guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a good he's Can good we guy. blow him up about he, that he shit? Might actually, he might actually do it, yeah. I'm going right. to work and get him on the podcast. Okay. Um, so, but I don't know if you, anybody saw other other United news on Twitter today. Uh, Sam Stasekull and uh, Matt Doyle both think that um, that means that there is a wing on the way out. And there is speculation between whether it's Miguel Ibarra, Ethan Finlay, maybe even Kevin Molino. Molino probably has the most value right now. Um, but, yeah, so there's a, definitely a potential for a wing moving out uh, with uh, Robin Lowe. I know he has to go back to Finland, I think, and uh, get paperwork done. I don't think he'll be available um, for Saturday. I think probably the earliest he'll be available will be for next weekend. I've, so there had been interest in Rasmus Schuler, actually from, I can't remember which Scandinavian country, but there had been some interest, at least rumored interest there. Yeah, he's got, he, he goes back for, uh, he has to go back for I know he has to go conscription. back for military. Yeah, yeah. They have forced conscription. Which, which sounds bad, but I, th I think in his country it basically means just, like, shooting off mortars for fun on yeah. a weekend, and then like, he's good, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's not like talking to polar bears, prisons polar bears and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, so he's fine. Yeah. But uh, he, we're not going to receive news that uh, Rasmus Schuler died in the war this week. Um, yes. But So there had been interest. So uh, I could also see him being the most disposable among the guys that we have. The flip side of that coin, if I'm, it's all speculation. But the flip side of that coin is personally I can see us turning Miguel Ibarra because 
we think that he has I, I disagree that Kevin Molino is the highest value still coming back from injury he's played admirably since coming back from them but I think Miguel Ibarra has been consistent for a longer time probably is about the highest value they're ever going to get for him if they wanted to sell him sure so I could see them trying to turn that and say hey we just got six hundred thousand I'm making up a price we just got six hundred thousand dollars I mean I we, we can turn that into a left back I would argue do that. I would argue that Miguel Ibarra's highest value was when we sold him to Leon back in the NASL days. I disagree just because of the nature of it being NASL. Sure. Um, but but that we're, we're both of us are speculating yeah. at that point. Anyways. So, but, so we don't know. We don't know who would go out, if anybody will go out. What I will say is I think that could be a mistake because as I look at Robin Lod, I do not see this guy being an obvious upgrade over anybody that we have. Yeah. Um, maybe he will be. Maybe he'll be the Metaneer and surprise us. Um, sure. But coming in, I think, what, what do you think he's going to be better than Miguel Ibarra? That'd be a huge mistake to make. We oh, might, yeah. Now, which, you, we, which we just did last year when we saw Christian Ramirez. tried that, yeah. And, 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 and <laughs> so. you know what? I, I've, I've, pl- I've absolutely played both sides. And Angelo yeah. Rodriguez, you, get, you take the good with the bad. Um, you could make the argument that, of course, he's not an upgrade over, say, Miguel Ibarra or Kevin Lino or whoever. But what we get in return is a better left back. And if you told me I could get three quarters of Miguel Ibarra for the price of a really good starting left back, well, now we're starting to play ball, but um, that might be the thinking. But sure, I, this guy's a backup. I don't think he comes as, as a star. I refuse to believe that. Yeah, I would agree. Fine. Anyways, good. Yeah, believe. So, um, sounds like uh, the uh, the the rumored second uh, signing fell through. So now, obviously, the team has some has some time to figure out. He must a, have learned where Minnesota <laughs> is on the map. Yeah, there's some time to figure out. Yeah, he just like saw all the t- fucking. Temperatures and humidity in Minnesota the last goddamn four days. Yeah. Where it's I literally like I my all my fucking I, we have all my blinds just like in our house are just like closed so that like no like sunlight can get in. If I were a soccer player, that'd be my first fucking thing. My agent calls me like you got you got an offer from FC Blukblap, and I'd be like, all right, we're gonna Google that shit. We're gonna immediately find out the weather. I don't care about any of I don't care what language they speak. We're gonna find <laughs> out how hot or cold it is. Then. Yeah. I'm not going to the equator. I'm not going to. But honestly, I'm probably not going to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Uh, all right, so MLS Team of the Week, uh, both Ike and Vito made Team of the Week. Uh, Vito finished second in Player of the Week voting. Um, Ozzy has a bruised shoulder that happened in the I think the 64th minute. Happened of the, game in the second half. Left. Yeah, yeah. He, I thought he was coming. He stuck out. around for he stuck around for about 10 more minutes I'm or so, and then came out. Um, they had a uh, they did a uh, MRI on it. Apparently, it's not dislocated or anything like that. Um, and according to uh, the aforementioned Andy Grader, um, he is probably available on Saturday. So he's, he's, we'll see. He's such an important piece, and he and he did the same kind of shit, cleaning up messes. Yeah. By running backwards away from goal. Yeah. That's, that's which is what Ozzy Alonso does. He does. Yeah. It's yeah. not just about backtracking. Like you think about your you're on your heels, you're moving backwards, you're trying to react to what's going to happen in front of you. If he fucks up and they're kicking it around, he's running backwards upfield to get it from whatever midfielder is pushing forward. Yep. He never stops tracking it down. He's a goddamn bulldog. Yep. He's not a Michael Bradley type. He's a destroyer type. Yeah. And holy lord, do we need that? We do. Um, which is interesting because uh, with a, if we had a, you know, we, there was talk of a left back coming in and that would maybe move Hassani Dotson into more of a that Ozzy Alonso uh, mentor role where we could see if, if Dotson could step in for for Alonso. Ozzy Alonso, but it's hard to replace that yeah. dude. I don't know. And Alonso, I mean, to be to his credit, he's been very he's been healthy almost all year. He's played most of the games. Um, we still need we still need someone to be able to step up for him. You know, especially as the year grinds down and we get to the playoffs and all that. So he's we'd not lo- I, would, I would love to see. I think. I mean, I would imagine we'll see Hassani Dotson um, 
in and and uh, Leap and Larry played that well that role well for him in Montreal. I would expect we'll see Hassani Dotson tomorrow against Aston Villa, at least in that sort of number six role. For at least a half, if not if not most of the game tomorrow. So. Dude, Larry Olam took his shirt off and replaced it with another shirt at some point during the game the other day. He is one of the most fucking... His body had me uh, daydreaming in the hotel there. Yeah, that, that dude is, is muscular under there. Yeah. He's he uh, like don't touch him in the abs, Reggie. You're gonna fucking cut your finger. Yeah, he's got like a fourteen, a 14 pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There God you go. damn it, Larry. And he's an old guy too. He's keeping that shit up. He's not getting soft <laughs> make, on the middle like I am. Making us 30s. look bad. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Larry All right. Old, holy lord. All right. So uh, Ford Madtown Brodown. Uh, Mad- Madison lost three to two to Lansing uh, late last week, and then they drew one one with Chattanooga on Saturday. Um, Turbo, our good friend, old friend Turbo, scored a, the goal in the first Minnesota. half. He was a star. Stars. He was a star. Yeah, guy. star. He was a star. Um, uh, Turbo scored. So Dane, St. Clair, uh, Manley, Amsberg, and Dunlady all got starts for uh, for Madison. Dunlady healthy enough to get a start. That's, yep, that's noteworthy. This is great. So, um, so they drew with one with Chattanooga. They are like right outside the playoffs. Uh, they're like right by the. They're on the bubble right now. Um, they have an exhibition tonight against uh, Leones uh, Negros. Uh, from De La Universidad de Guadalajara, so uh, Guadalajara team, uh, which is in the uh, Ascensio of uh, Liga MX, which is the second division of Liga MX. So, so I think we're all going to be rooting for Madison to beat the Negroes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I don't know how to pronounce Spanish words, but yeah, um, Negros. Is it Negros? Negros. It yeah. Negros. No, it's not Negros. That's I thought it was. The, yeah, the, no. Negros. The Leones. Leon Negros. Leones Negros. Is it not Le- Okay. No, so keep saying, you should that. probably keep saying that. Yeah, repeatedly? Like, yeah, into, uh, so a, into a microphone that is recording. Ah, oh, shit. We saying. are recording. I forgot about this. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, one thing I'll throw in for the, the Madtown Brodown sure. is uh, I, did, I uh, sat next to a guy who was wearing a forward Madison jersey, the very same one you're wearing right now, at Wrigley Field this last weekend. So, nice. Um, we're seeing him out in the wild, and uh, good is for he, them. Is he He's, a Dave's I Know fan? No, he actually is a new soccer fan. He uh, he got into it like a friend got him a ticket or something like a few weeks ago. He went to the first game. It was awesome. He bought but a shirt. The World Cup was going on. Was, yeah, he bought a jersey. Yeah. And uh, the World Cup was going on. So he's like, hey, I liked this. I'll go to a watch party for the World Cup. And it was insane, apparently. So um, so we got a new soccer one, fan, and I got to see one him. By on, one. On one by one. One by one, man. That's been the fucking mission for so long. <laughs> we've been, yeah, we've been doing this for a long fucking time. So. One fan at a time. Yeah. All right, um, so let's talk about a couple of games coming up. Uh, let's very briefly touch about the Aston Villa friendly. Uh, there's, I mean, there's not a what ton. Do you want, what I don't do you want to talk about? Yeah, what I, do you want out of the Aston Villa friendly? Um, sounds like the uh, the kid that we have out uh, on loan to Madison right now. I'm not going to pronounce his name because I definitely will fuck it up. Um, Nagazi. Nagazi. Yeah, sounds like he'll be up here for that. I'm guessing Dane Sinclair probably plays uh, 90 minutes. Um, I'm guessing a almost complete squad rotation would mm-hmm. be my guess against Aston Villa. You you would hope so. They brought so they are recently promoted to uh, the EPL uh, for the first time in four years, three years. I don't know. Hasn't been four. When but they, four, I think, when they were relegated. Uh, one was Brad Guzan last there. <laughs> I think that was when they were he relegated. Was the I think the, that was uh, four year four years ago. They were three years ago. They were no relegated. no because because he came straight over from no uh, he didn't he played uh, one more year at uh, another team that got relegated then he came um, over. Um, shit. So, anyways, I th- I'm pretty sure. I don't know. So, yeah, fuck Brad Yeah. But uh, anyways, you. Anyways, um, so it's, play, it's play your kids. Yeah. That's it's, the biggest yeah. Thing it's here. an EPL team. Um, definitely, they're in their uh, summer training. 
they are bringing in a they've spent i think something like to the tune of like 93 million dollars already in signings so they're um, they're trying to pull off a, a wolves yeah they but it might look like more of a fulham which is not good. Yeah, we thought Fulham was going to do real well yeah. next year. We we thought that they were about as prepared as any team was yes, coming we, from the. I think like, we both had them. We nailed up. the Wolves. Yes, we, we did. knew the Wolves were good. Yeah, we whiffed on Fulham. <laughs> Holy <laughs> lord! Yeah, I think we I think we had them staying up, and they definitely got relegated real quick. Real quick, yeah. Yeah, um, John Terry's in town. Is he? Y- yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck him. Coach of yeah, coach of uh, Aston Villa. John Terry uh, is in town, so. Didn't he say some racist shit? Am I thinking? Of yeah, he did. yeah, he did. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he did. He's definitely a racist. Um, what does it mean to English. be a racist? Though? Yeah, really, I if mean, you think about the definition of the yeah, word. Yeah, bringing it all the way back to the beginning yeah. of the podcast. Anyway, so yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I might, I might go to this game. I'm not 100 percent sure if I'm going to go to this game. I might just sit at the bar and watch this game. Do you? What do you expect from Aston Villa versus Minnesota United FC? Uh, I expect us to lose. Uh, I expect I expect us to do full on squad rotation if for no other reason than because we have been playing, you know, three every eight days for a few weeks now, and we're going to so, continue to do that for a while. Yeah, so so we need that rest. It's sure. it's just necessary. Yeah. So so I see it being a a, a full rotation there, which is fine because the fans who come out to those kind of things, there there are diehard Minnesota United fans who would come out if you played, you know. Whatever, fucking, uh, have Adrian Heath stepping up. They wouldn't care. For Madison. Know. Yeah, they wouldn't care who played for <laughs> in, us. In Madison, which, I, that, which I did. Well, my point <laughs> is they wouldn't care who played for us. They're going to come anyways. Yeah. And then there's the people who are coming for the novelty of seeing an EPL team in town. Yep. They don't give a shit who we're playing. They want to see Aston Villa. Yeah. I think that the, the space between the Venn diagram, this narrow patch where people are just like, I know all of our players, and God damn it, if I if I don't see us win, I'm gonna be real pissed. I think yeah. it's a very narrow street. I think you also need to throw in a third Venn diagram there of people who are who just want to see the stadium, right? Like, also, don't care who we play. Yeah. So uh, and, I, and maybe have never seen a soccer match, but like just okay, this is an opportunity for me to go yeah. see the stadium. So, so I honestly don't think it matters at all who we play. Yeah. So if that's the case, play the shittiest guys we can drag up. That's it. Fair enough. Fair enough, and I, and I hope nobody gets hurt. That's most of the just don't the most on both nobody uh, go after 50-50. on both just, sides, like yeah. both Aston Villa and uh, Minnesota United. Like, yeah, no one gets hurt. That's yep. kind of the whole fucking point. All right, um, so after that, we play. We go to RSL. I, um, love, I love this that we're fucking sitting here talking like Aston Villa is coming to town. Fuck those guys. Let's talk about RSL <laughs> and really dive in. This is this is the real stuff. Yes, let's let's dive into RSL. Oh. Uh, so we are playing RSL on. Saturday, Saturday night, uh, in RSL in uh, Rio Tin- at the Rio Tinto, um, RSL is currently sitting behind us in the playoffs. Um, they are at twenty nine goals for twenty nine goals against zero goal differential with twenty nine points, which is kind of it's kind of an amazing kind of amazing twenty nine yeah. cubed. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Hard, hard to achieve. Exactly. So they are sitting, I think, in I want to say sixth place right now uh, actually, uh, in the Western Conference up, yeah. standings. Uh, they um, are sixth in the West. Yeah. So. Uh, they have nine wins, two draws, nine losses. Uh, who, I mean, I can tell you some people who are good uh, on RSL. Well, just so, for a quick bit of context, 29 goals allowed and 29 goals is scored. A scored? A scored. Is uh, a very Bob Dylan kind of line. Yeah. Um, that is like dead average. Yeah. That is like average. So we, like, we've allowed, not bad. We've allowed front. 29 goals and scored 37. So that's like right. the, for Minnesota. Yeah. So, so so RSL just mediocre as hell. So yeah. if that context is helpful. Which we you know had with FC Dallas. 
That's also right. mediocre as hell. Also last mediocre. Week. Uh, and <laughs> by the way, our, uh, RSL and FC Dallas are both on 29 points and both just barely above the bubble. So yeah. that's what mediocrity looks like. Yeah. That's it. Sure. So we ought to fucking beat them. Is my I'm jumping to the predictions, but I, I think for a team that's like top five in the power rankings now, we should have the juice to win this. Yeah. But problem is RSL plays really good at home. They're one of those like Houston type teams where they are um, very good at home, terrible. Absolutely fucking terrible on the road. You know what? They've got they've got seven wins at home. There are one, two, three. F- there are three other teams that have seven wins and two that have eight just in the West alone. I think seven wins at home. I think they're de- they're good at home. They're seven and two and zero. Oh. That's yeah. good. But I hardly think it's spectacular. I think I think if you're going to add a third to that loss column, I think that we're we're primed to be it. Fair enough. That's my take. All right. Who's good? So who's good? <clears throat> I mean, obviously, uh, start with Jefferson Savarino. Um, who played amazingly last week against Philadelphia? Um, I don't know if you people didn't watch the Jefferson or the uh, RSL versus Philadelphia game. RSL did to Philadelphia at home what we should have done to Philadelphia at home, and they just really yeah. put the fucking beat down on. Philadelphia them. also a top five yes uh, uh, team in the power rankings across all MLS. Yeah, so. and uh, Jefferson Severino was a very very uh, important reason as to why they be- they put the yeah. beat down he's, on Philadelphia. He's been hot generally lately. I think a, sl- yeah. a slower start uh, and uh, has come around to it lately. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, I have Albert Rusnak, uh, who hasn't been uh, super great lately, but for some reason has Minnesota's number. We talk about the Florian Youngworths, the Chris Wondolowskis, the people who just seem to take advantage of Minnesota United. Mm-hmm. Um, Albert Rusnak has, in the last several years, seemed to take advantage of playing Minnesota United. In terms of uh, one of the other good players, who, do you, who else do you have for uh, for good players on RSL? Uh, Albert Rusnak actually stood out for me as, as like the top one to watch out for. He's more of an attacking midfield creator. He's a, a designated player. Um, I've, I had been a Donnie Toya guy. Um, I'm still a Donnie Toya guy, and I'm going to throw out a name here that you're not going to like because I think he's in your shit pile. Uh, Brooks Lennon. I think Brooks Lennon is uh, still a great player. I think he's misused. As a right back. That's fair. He is not a right back. I think he's misused, but I think yeah. Bruce Lennon is. If he pushes high, he, then we have to watch our left side defense. Yeah, which is probably, I mean, sounds like Romain Bettner will be back uh, for this game. Yeah. He was back in training today. Hassani so, Dotson probably at yeah. the left back position. So Hassani Dotson or Chase Gasper, one of those two probably that back there. So, I th- yes. I, I, th- I think it'll be Dotson, and I think Dotson will have his hands full. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I have Brooks Lennon in my Sucks, Bob. Mostly because he just flamed out at Liverpool, and I felt really bad about that. And just fuck him. That's Anyways. fair. You can feel bad, but uh, oh, but what? But what we won as Liverpool fans for the off the offset? <laughs> sure, glory. I'll, I would also throw out so that um, we very rarely talk about RSL in terms of their homegrown talent. They actually have a lot of homegrown talent top, on this top, team. Top three homegrown. Um, uh, yeah, Justin Academy. Glad, Corey Baird, Brooks yep. Lennon being yep. a homegrown Corey player. Baird, excellent, Justin <clears throat> Glad. I'll put him in the above average pile. Sure, sure, sure. But we don't ever really talk about RSL in terms of like as we're talking about you know how we want Minnesota United's academy yeah. to develop. I think so RSL might actually be a, a a decent model for us to look at Absolutely, in yeah. terms of you know we're not we're not going to be we're not going to be an East Coast team or a West Coast team. Um, we're not going to be an FC Dallas. Um, Sporting Kansas City, I think, is a, is a good model for us to look at, although yep. it's been uh, a little drier than mm-hmm. we think. RSL is like maybe a model for us <clears throat> to really consider when we look at, you know, what we want our academy to look like yeah, in for three or four years. For me, it's it's uh, it's Dallas, New York Red Bulls, and then RSL. Sure. That's, that's the order for me. Sure, sure. 
All right. Um, who sucks? Who sucks? So, uh, how about how about the guys who were the pillar of this team in their heyday? And by heyday, I'm talking back to like 2009 <laughs> when they made that great run in the Concacaf Champions League, all the way to the final of the Champions League. Then, yeah, I'm talking about your Nick Romandos. Nick Romandos is, is on his final year. He's he's he knows that he needs to hang it up. I really miss having Christian Ramirez because even whether he's from Minnesota United or now mm. in LAFC, the guy tears Ramirez owns Romando. Tears Romando <laughs> apart every time, yeah. and it's amazing to be that one player can own another player. Yeah, I wish I'm, he was still I'm on our really team. hoping Quintero can just like can like sort of so take up that mantle, like chip Romando and God. just like fucking own Romando. He, it just made him look foolish in, yeah. in, in all games on all teams. But um, so Romando is past his prime now, and nothing but respect to Romando. But he's, sure, sure, he's sure. old as hell. Um, yeah. God, uh, Kyle Beckerman. Kyle Beckerman, yeah, hundred percent. He's. I'm glad he cut the dreadlocks. That's good. Yeah, but uh, it's it's time for him to hang him up as well. Um, man, I they're it's the thing they're very I, maybe Nick Beasler is not a real strong. I was gonna player. say the yeah Nick Beasler the lesser Beasler the lesser Beasler right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so like like for me it's uh, it's it's mediocre they don't have obvious glaring gaps where I look at this and I'm saying you have to attack. Their left that back, particular, yeah, hit position. their left back because yeah. that's where the weakness is. I talked about that with FC Dallas. Play it in the middle. Hey, guess what? We ended up playing in the middle. We had some success there. Yeah. Um, but in their mediocrity, they also lack really successful guys, super successful guys, other than maybe Rusnak right now. So I think it's an even game across the field. We yeah. just need to play to our own strengths. I'm gonna throw out one more. Joao Plato has been oh, absolute yeah, nah, shit. Nah, 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 nah. Um, he's, well, that's he's, because he's he scored, been making room for Jefferson Savarino. Man. Yeah, I mean, he went from being one of their most consistent goal scorers to he started one game this year. Um, uh, yeah, uh, he's got zero goals, uh, yeah. and yeah, making way Joe for Jefferson Plato Savarino. Yeah, yeah, Joe Plata. Like, even see him on the statue. Exactly. Man. Yeah, he's he's yeah. I think he's played like a hundred a hundred some minutes or yeah, something so, like that. Yeah, so he's yeah he's got uh, eight games but one start. Yeah, that's that's the t- the difference between the starts and the games played. This is yeah. a guy who they added as a DP two years ago. By yeah. the way, he was good enough to actually pay him more to stay on the same team to give him the tag. Yep. And now he started one game, and that and and you know what? If you look at Sam Johnson, he's got eight goals here. That's as a forward. That's that's a good return, right? You know, you got to start the guy who's having success. But uh, sure. the problem is, I was always kind of a Jao Plata fan, like from way back, way back before, to the, Tron- the Toronto days, way back. Yeah. And uh, so it hurts me to kind of admit that you may be right here. But <laughs> if he's not starting, if he's not going to get any time, then it's not worth it for us to talk about him because it, it doesn't have a bearing on our game. That's you know? fair. Yeah. So so how how, how does United? <laughs> That'd be the shittiest thing. Like if somebody, there's some podcast out there who's looking to us and like, well, who sucks on here? Well, I don't know. Have you seen this guy, fucking Larry Olam? He's played 18 minutes this year. This fucking guy. Let's hit him. Yeah. Well, okay, uh, fine. You know. I guess whatever. I mean, if you're not winning your, we're we're a DP and you're not winning your starting spot, you suck. That's fair. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's worth, worthy of talking about. Let's yeah. be a fair. Let's be fair. Okay. All okay. right. So how does how does United play uh, RSL on the road uh, in uh, Salt Lake in the in the altitude? I, do, I think the, the altitude. I, I, I think we've got to first of all we've talked about it before I don't want to over over um, uh, take the point we need to play to our strengths we can dictate the flow of the game we don't need to simply respond to what they do tactically which they they are <laughs> they're better when they play fast but they don't always play fast sure um, it's not like like I don't think the tactics always match up with their strength yeah um, so I, I think that what we need to do is is feel comfortable building up the sides but working back toward the middle 
not through a cross, but but either before we get to the final, say, quarter of the field, or even if we get it down to the end line, rather than just hitting a cross, we're, we're turning around, we're working the ball back toward the 14, zone 14. Um, I've said that before. I don't want to just say the same fucking thing over and over again. Um, so, so I think building it toward the top of the box is going to be really important. Uh, I think using Darwin as a second striker is going to be important. I want to see Jan Gregush pushing high as a facilitator in the midfield, not just as a box-to-box -box shuttler, which I think he's often used as a shuttler like he's just a better Rasmus Schuler. No, put the guy in an attacking position. I think he's got the decisiveness and the, he can see the pass. I, th I think that he'd be good for that. Uh, I think you got to start Dotson on the left back. I think he introduced Metanier at the right back again now that he's back. I think Gasper has to sit his ass down. Um, and I'd be really scared of, of how the uh, mixture is going to happen between Hassani Dotson at the left back and uh, uh, Brooks Lennon overlapping on the right side sure. with whoever they got <clears throat> pushing up the right side in the midfield. That'd be my fear. So I just said a thousand things. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. No, I think, I mean, that's mostly... Toy has to start a striker, too. I don't, give a <laughs> I don't give a shit about Rodriguez's I, three goals in the U.S. It's great. I, yes, I don't but think... But he did it against, like, a third division I, team... Toy has to start. I don't think that's going to happen, but I yeah, Toy has I, to start. I appreciate your He Toy. came in he came in as a sub for the D the Dallas game. So Toy has to start. I don't think that's going to happen. I give a fuck. Toy. <laughs> All right, so that's the hill that uh, Martin's going to die on is uh, Toy starting every game from here on out. That's, oh, is that uh, is that what I said, yeah. you dick shit? Yeah. I said I, he's got to start this I, game. I I agree with you. Um I agree with you actually on Toy even too. So I think uh After all that, I think I think dragging with, through the especially with uh the altitude and everything else like I think you can get the most out of Toy for 60 minutes. Rodriguez comes on for that final 30 minutes. Hopefully you have a lead. He's protecting that lead. He's doing the the ball protection thing. Um potentially you know, working with Quintero. Um, I. So, who do you envision on the left? I. Is it Ibarra on the left with Dotson? Because those guys have had some really good chemistry. Or because um, I would imagine it's Finley on the right, or is it Molino on the left, or Molino on the right with yeah. Ibarra on the left? So here, if I had my druthers, and I won't, but um, I think that Finley and um, Toy have great chemistry. Uh, better than a lot of other combinations of wingers and strikers. So I would want Ethan Finley to start if Toy starts because I like Toy and that's what I would want. So that puts Finley on the right. I don't see Finley playing on the left. So if Finley's going to play on the right, then it's a question of the left. I think that Miguel Ibarra, he's played inverted winger before. He can play on the left. I think, as you said, he has good, uh, I, I would say, chemistry with Dotson. I also, also think he's because defensively. And that's what I was going to transition sure. to. Uh, yeah. I think that because I see that as a, a potential attacking point for RSL, that they're going to want to bomb up their right side, our left side, and uh, seeing Hassani Dotson possibly get cut out as he does overlaps as well. Um, I think that Miguel Ibarra can be a good two-way player on that side to prevent Brooks Lennon from doing too much damage. So you may see Molino coming in maybe for Quintero in like the 70th minute or something like Molino that. Molino would be the sub probably, yeah. and uh, who's he, who does he replace? I think I, I, Quintero I would, or or Ibarra. I would I would love to see uh, basically or maybe even Finley if, honestly. Well, yeah, and that's my thought. I would rather see Mont. Uh, I almost called him Montero. I wouldn't mind having <laughs> Freddie Montero by the way. Um, I'd rather see Molino come in as a, a, a right winger. And then as the attacking midfielder, and then as a left winger in that order. That's the if you have to plug him in somewhere, and it's going to depend on the fatigue and the form of what you're seeing out there. And you have to plug him where you have to plug him. Sure, but sure. If I had my druthers, it'd be then in that order. I'd rather have him at right than center. I'd rather have him at center than out on the left. Okay. And this is all assuming a four-two-three-one, which I don't think that we're going to really dig around with, given the yeah, fact that we're on a no. seven-eight game win streak. And you know, Minnesota has been playing a uh, fairly. I, I don't know. I guess conservative against most teams, um, even at home. Um, you know, conceding possession, working on the counter, 
Um, and so I don't think I don't expect that we would change anything in that respect. Yeah, and, and on forward. the road, it's especially it, on the road. It's yeah, expected on the road. Yeah. So so yeah, hundred percent. All right. So who's gonna who's gonna win? Um, honestly, I've got the loons two to one. Okay. Even against Dallas, I didn't have us winning that. We ended up winning it. Yeah. Uh, loons two to one on the road. Don't give a shit. Man, I have a one-one draw. So you we fuck. flipped it. We flipped it last week. I was the optimist, and you I just, you just named a roster of guys who are Kelly Conway's age, <laughs> and you fucking think that okay, fine. No, I I, just, I, I think I think that we are we are liable to drop points soon. We haven't yeah, we haven't do it forever, we haven't yeah. dropped points in seven seven matches. I, I think we. And this is a RSL is a tough place to play, um, and it's you know altitude. It's I don't know. I, I feel like this is a game where we maybe drop some points. Um, we maybe get you know dropped down to like fifth place, uh, and then we have some conversations about you know what's going to happen and all that fun stuff. So, anyways, fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, so picture didn't happen last week. Uh, New England and DC United drew two two. New England actually is not. A terrible team. Yeah, wouldn't with Bruce Arena. It hurts me they're to not, say it, but yeah, they're not bad. They're horrible. not bad. Uh, LEFC went on the road and beat the Houston Dynamo three to one. Talk about a uh, team, you know, reversing course. LAFC lost to uh, who the fuck did they, they lost to uh, last week? They lost to uh, like Colorado. Say Colorado. They, I can't yeah. remember now, but but they on lost the road. when they ought not to have lost. Yeah, and then they went on the road. And they beat. bounced back with a nine man rotation. By the way, yeah, they they, su- they subbed out nine starters. Yeah, and fucking won three to three to one on In, the road against a great home team. against a Gary home team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, San Jose uh, completed the Cali Classico uh, sweep and beat LA Galaxy on the road three to one. So by fucking the transit Jose, of man. property. Of soccer, yeah, we have now beat LAF or LA, LA Galaxy like five to one or yeah. something. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, uh, Toronto FC went on the road and beat Montreal Impact two to nothing. Good. Orlando City beat Columbus one to nothing. Uh, it's the first God. home win we've talked about yet. Yeah, man, Columbus is really fucking so bad, bad right now. They are. Oh my God. Uh, they, somehow, um, I think they may be worse than um, Cincinnati, who is now one two in a row. Yeah, they just they just beat Chicago two to one on the road, which we weren't able to do. So. Go figure. Right, yeah. Uh, Minnesota United beat FC Dallas one nothing. RSL, uh, we mentioned them before, beat Philadelphia four nothing at home. Wow. Sporting Kansas City went on the road and beat Vancouver three to nothing. They needed it's, that. It's, yeah, they definitely did. Uh, Portland and Colorado drew two two. Uh, Colorado S- not terrible anymore either. No. Pains me to say it, but Connor Casey is fucking. Yeah. Uh, the Seattle Sounders beat Atlanta United two to one at home Good. Uh, to maintain third place. If they had not, we would. I mean, I was kind of, I was like slightly rooting for Atlanta United last I'd, week. I'd rather see Atlanta lose and us lose the spot in the stand, even I though I know that that's wrong. Yeah, I just love seeing Atlanta lose this. Time. And then uh, there was uh, drama in the Hudson Derby where drama. Red Bulls beat NYCFC two to one uh, in New Jersey. So there's that. Anyways, yeah. Anything else you want to say about uh, last week's matches? It's a good week. A lot of road teams won. Yeah, a lot of road teams. It's MLS, man. It's MLS. All right, we got a shit ton of games coming up, so let's barrel through these guys. Uh, New England hosts Vancouver. I have New England winning 2-1. to one. So do I. Cool. Atlanta United hosts the Houston Dynamo. I have Atlanta United winning, let's say, 3-1. Three to 2-1. Three to one. Mm, two to one. All right. Atlanta. Toronto FC hosts the New York Red Bulls. I have Toronto FC winning 2-0. to zero. Uh, no, bre- bread bowls are better than that. Bread bowls go on the road two to nothing on the road against Toronto. Okay, uh, Chicago hosts the worst team in MLS. I have Chicago uh, drawing this game one to one. You don't have, you don't like Chicago, do you? I do not uh, like Chicago. I guess it's, sh- it's Chicago three to nothing. All right, FC Cincinnati hosts DC United. I have uh, the Wayne Rooney's winning this game uh, two to two to zero. Yeah, it has uh, Leicester United probably 
two to one. I'll give Cincinnati a pity goal. Sure. All right. Portland hosts Orlando City. I have Portland winning four to uh, four to two. Not that wild. Portland uh, one to nothing. All right. Uh, LA Galaxy hosts the LAFCs in the uh, what do they call this? The uh, El Trafico. El Trafico. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, of the traffic. Yeah. LAFC is really fucking good. I uh, have them winning, or actually, no, I'm going to have LA Galaxy win this game 2-1. to one. You are drunk. <clears throat> uh, we're going to go ahead and say LAFC because it's LAFC, and any time you don't call I, them, you're making a mistake. I don't think LAFC's ever beaten LA Galaxy, though. It doesn't matter. It's it's this team, this year, LAFC 3 to nothing. Yeah, Chicago's also beaten uh, Atlanta United and lost to FC Cincinnati, so this league's fucking weird, man. It is weird. It's weird. All right. <clears throat> Toronto FC hosts the Houston Dynamo. The worst road team, maybe one of the worst road teams in the world. No, uh, no Toronto FC winning two to one. Uh, I'll give I'll give Toronto a two to nothing win, but it's, Houston is not that bad on the road. All right, Philadelphia five, Chicago zero. No, no, I'm looking up. I'm looking up Houston here. You hang on. Where's Houston? They're one and seven on the road. Okay, that's not very good. <laughs> that that's, vindicated. That's, that's the worst in the West. Uh, okay, you know what? The Chicago Fire have only gotten three points on the road, too, via three ties. But the Columbus Crew won an eight on the road. Houston is only the second worst road team in MLS. I was wrong. They're terrible. Uh, I thought they were better than they were. They're not. All right. Philadelphia 5, Chicago 0. Philly 2, Chicago 0. All right. Uh, Columbus 1, Montreal Impact 2. Yeah, I've got to give it to Montreal 2 to nothing. Columbus sucks. Um, Sporting Kansas City won. FC Dallas won. Uh, Sporting is on the rebound. That's my take. After the Vancouver win, they've turned it around. Sporting three and FC Dallas won. Okay. Uh, Colorado won. NYCFC zero. NYC, I think this is going to be a boring-ass fucking game. NYCFC three on the road against oh, Colorado. Shit. Okay. Um, and Colorado two. All right. Funnest Van- game of the week. Okay. <clears throat> Vancouver hosts San Jose. I have San Jose actually going into Vancouver and winning that game three to one. You have to. San Jose is an incredible team. Yeah. Uh, as we predicted in the preseason. All right. We uh, already talked two, about two to nothing. RSL and Minnesota United. Uh, Atlanta United hosts DC United in the Battle of the Uniteds. I have Atlanta United winning that game two to nothing. I do too. All right. FC Cincinnati hosts New England. Again, New England's good now. So I guess two, they're not pretty, but they're nothing. fine. I uh, give them two to one. Okay. New England. Uh, all right, Orlando City hosts the New York Bread Bulls. Bread Bulls three, City one. Bread Bulls three to one. You're right. All right, good. And take. then uh, finally, Seattle Sounders host Port- Portland in the uh, Cascadia Cup, one of the Cascadia Cup games. Um, God, man, I have a one-one draw on this one. These games um, are either like really fucking awesome or they're terrible. As we talked about a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, because because in MLS teams play the same team really really fucking soon after they play. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say Sounders 1, Portland 0. Cool. I'm still not sold on Portland. I know it's stupid, but Port- Portland's like a top five power rankings team now, according to the powers that be or whatever. It's because they're still like a 500 team. I'm not bought in yet. Yeah, they're still. I don't give a shit how many home games they have left. That's I'm because not they've in. started winning games. They started winning some games on the road towards the end of their road their road trip. And then they are kicking ass at home now that their home is but they're But they haven't been kicking ass at home. I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm with not you, man. They're like, certainly not yes. a top five team for the love of God. I agree. I agree. I agree. I think, you know, I a don't think... A few weeks ago, they were in second place in the power I don't rankings. think Minnesota is united as a top five team, which we are in like some power rankings right now. But I will say that we're closer a, to a top there's five. There's LAFC and then there's a huge vacuum. Yes. There are... This, this is a league without a lot of haves and a ton of might-haves. So I can see an argument for a top five 
There's no world in which you can tell me a 500 team is a top five power rings. I get that it's form and function. I get that. Yeah. Some of it's recent form. It's not everything. Yep. There's no on earth that they're a top five team. <laughs> and watch them, by the way. Watch the games. Yeah. They're, they're, you're just they're looking at the standings. You're watching they're the games. Slapdash. They're slapdash. They're... Portland's really sapdash. Anyways, uh, we don't actually have any questions this week, so we are going to. Would you want uh, to just ask me a question? I'll ask no. you one. You ask me one. You I'll ask you can one. Ask me a question. Maybe I'll think of a question. Well, I already asked you the Kelly Conway question, but oh, let, yeah. me, let me ask you another one. I'm going to make it up right now on the spot okay. as I gaze into your eyes. We're going to come up with a, a podcast question. Okay, are you ready? Sure. Do you think that the United States of America should uh, go back on the gold standard? No. Okay. You care to elaborate, or is that how nope. far we're going to go? Okay. No, you want um, a fiat currency. Correct. Only has as much worth as uh, as the consumer has confidence in the currency. Why don't we just have fucking Bitcoin be our currency then? What's the difference? Not opposed to that. Okay. Well, um, at least you're not a hypocrite. All right. All right. So your question. Yeah. Um, what is the correct way to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And there is only one correct answer to this question. Okay. I'll give you my answer. First of all, your question is way more interesting than mine. Um Here's the answer. Don't fucking interrupt me. I can see the glint in your eyes because you know there's an answer, and I'm going to fucking misstep, and you're going to interrupt. Don't you interrupt. I've got instructions here. Got it? Wheat bread. He's already fucking mad. (laughs) Wheat bread. PB on one side. J on the other side. No double PB and then double J. None of that bullshit. I'm not mixing up my... I'm not I'm not getting all my PB, PB in my jam jar and getting all my jam in my PB jar. None of that shit. PB on one side, J. Crunchy peanut butter. Not even spreadable shit. Just extra crunch. It's just peanuts. It's just melted peanuts at this point. That's my PB and J sandwich. That is he, the, that he is, literally is closing his laptop and walking out the door. That is, that is, that is an incorrect answer. <laughs> okay. That is an incorrect answer. So, okay. all right. Uh, you can always find us at Dave's. I know. Oh question? no, no, no! I asked you the question. I mean, if you want to ask me that question next time, you I can, don't. You can. I'm I, leave it I, will, open. I will give it. I will give you the answer. We'll leave it to our, we'll leave it to is, our listeners. Let's there is a, there is a correct answer. Uh, please DM us. Uh, don't or d- just, yeah, tweet d- it. Yeah, don't yeah, tweet Make us public. your your uh, your PB and J recipes. There is there is one correct answer to this question, um, and uh, David Martin did not do it. So <laughs> good on him. Um, you can always find us at Dave's. I know. dot com. Uh, at TDIKM and on Twitter, please uh, hit us up with your uh, PB and J recipes. Again, only correct ones will be liked. Uh, Zeller is at Texas Zeller. Martin is at Offensive Loons. Take us home, Martin. What a podcast. We are the Dave's. You know, this has been the Dave's Night. We to try and work it out because we both know we can't do nothing at all. Son. Long as you do yours, land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Do the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all, son, I son, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Check it out, though. GT. He don't do nothing at all. G-O. He don't do nothing at all. Uh-huh. My guy, King.